Hey everyone, welcome to Coach Talk with Coach Tall Guy. On today's episode, I'm going to address and talk to you about sideline coaching, behavior and expectations and how to manage a game. Um, I'm really looking forward to talking about this um, as I've seen so many amazing coaches throughout my time who I just, uh, I'm so impressed with their sideline behavior, um, the way they coach the kids during a game. It's quite impressive. And then I've seen some coaches who uh, have made me sort of cringe a little bit at times. And I've seen some coaches who I think uh, just get caught up in the game a little too much and end up kind of doing themselves and the kids a bit of a disservice. Um, So you see the gamut. As many years as I've been coaching, you know, 20 plus years on the sideline of competitive games and recreational games, I have just seen a little bit of everything. So I'm gonna kind of discuss some great things that you can do during a game and how as a coach, you need to find your own kind of sideline behavior and what works for you during a game and um, what's really gonna help kids at certain ages as well. Um, so we're just gonna dive right in. So games are uh, are awesome, right? They're, they're something that the players look forward to. And quite frankly, most coaches really look forward to game day. You know, you've been practicing all week with your kids and now's the time and the opportunity for them to show their stuff. And it's an opportunity for you to get engaged in the game. And, you know, the reality is all kids, uh, they really live for those game days. And, and I've seen tons of coaches who, you know, they're, they're just as excited as the players for game day. Um, on that note, you know, When I walk around fields, I I see a lot of things and some of the best things I've seen is I've seen coaches, whether they're starting at U5, U6, U7 age groups, you know, they're on the field, they're typically refereeing the game and coaching the game. And the coaches that seem to have the most success are the ones who have a lot of energy and a lot of positivity with those kids at those ages. Um, they're just, they're pumped up, they're out there, they're they're pushing the kids in a great positive way. They're cheering them on. Uh, even when they make mistakes, they're very gentle with the players. Uh, hope, you know, they're encouraging them to do better when they're giving up lots of goals because they just, you know, they're, they just weren't there that day and they're still upbeat. They're still positive. And um, the best thing about those coaches too is not only are they still putting a kid's smile on their face, whether they're winning or losing, um, they're also just being a great example to the parents about just creating that positivity for the kids, encouraging them, cheering them on. Um, Some of the things I've seen that have been a little disappointing at some of those age groups is when you have a coach who just doesn't quite understand that these kids are still really young. They're gonna be making tons and tons of mistakes and they, they have frustration on their face when they're coaching from the sideline on the game. Their body mannerisms, uh, they're throwing their hands up in the air, they're you know, um, stomping on the ground. It's just their body shows like frustration. Uh, their words are, are not necessarily mean, but they're not overly kind either. You don't hear a lot of positivity. So whenever you're coaching these young age groups, you always want to err on the side of tons of positive feedback. You really want to make the game feel good for the players, whether they're winning or losing. Um, a mean word from a coach during a game, particularly at those young ages, um, can really take away from a kid's uh, belief in themselves and may, may result in them not wanting to play the game of soccer. So the more you can just be 
excitable and fun and encouraging the better at those age groups uh, knowing that you know down the road you're going to get a little bit more soccer specific as they get older in terms of kind of some of your sideline coaching during games um, as they start to get to like the u8 and u9 age groups you know that you're going to start seeing a little bit more coaching from the sidelines in terms of you know there's more positioning you're going to kind of coach them throughout the games a little bit. You're going to give them some instructions. Um, the good coaches, in my opinion, really have a good feel and a flow for that. So they're kind of coaching from the sideline during the game, but there's still a lot of positive feedback. Um, there's more questions like, hey, you know, what could you do better next time you have the ball? Um, not just like, why would you do that? Why would you why would you hit the ball there? Um, probably the kid doesn't know <laughs> they're looking for maybe you to help them in that regard or you want to kind of guide them to the to the right answer again lots of positivity but at starting at like those u8 u9 age groups you can definitely pull a kid off a game and give some actual soccer instructions and you can talk to a player in a way of like hey i really like that you did xyz um, I'm wondering what happened here. What take me through it? What was your thought process? And kind of working with that player. So you'll hear like this sandwich terminology: positive feedback, constructive criticism, followed with some more positive feedback for the player. Uh, at those ages, at U8 and U9 in particular, they're going to start to like be able to comprehend what you're saying, and then hopefully they can take some of that instruction and when they're subbed back into the game, apply it. Uh, that also goes for the beginning of a game, particularly at U8 all the way up. You know, coaches can start giving a little bit more instruction as, hey, today we want to focus on doing this. So maybe in a game it was you worked all week on opening up space, spreading out. And maybe before the game that discussion happens and what happens when we get the ball? Well, I need you guys to spread where? And they say, oh, we stretch to the sidelines. So you can definitely start giving some more of that positive, like coaching soccer terminology and actually give them soccer specific instruction. U7, U6, U5, you might be like, all right, guys, we're gonna try to maintain our pizza shape today, knowing full well that, you know, they're gonna get out of their triangle in a heartbeat, okay? So, but as they get older, we can definitely start giving that more soccer specific instruction. Uh, what I do tend to see a lot of times is starting at these U8 and U9, you start to see the intensity of the players ramping up and they're really getting a sense of like they want to win the game and then the coaches start to mirror that, hey, we want to compete, we want to win the game. There's nothing wrong with um, wanting to compete and wanting to win the game. Unfortunately, at times, uh, coaches get caught up in that emotion of winning and the competitiveness and um, that's when things can go a little awry from the sideline when you're in a place of wanting to win so badly or it's a good competitive game um, you're trying to win it you start to then exhibit some behaviors that aren't necessarily real great for the kids so you want to be conscious of where you are emotionally in a, in a tight game so what I tend to see sometimes that is not, in my opinion, great sideline behavior is you start to hear coaches, um, their voices get really loud, very demanding. Um, and then the players start to play the game, not just to play it, but they're playing from a place of fear. They're, they're, they're starting to now play from like, uh oh, 
I can't make a mistake. If I make a mistake in a close game, I'm going to hear it from coach. Coach is going to start to get on me a little bit more. They're being a little demanding. You start to see a lot at the U8, U9 and older age groups. This is when you start to see a lot of coaches that I call the joystick coach. They're coaching every single touch out of the player and that's not helping the player. It might help you win that game because you're older, you're more experienced and you're helping the player make the decisions. But that's the whole thing is you're actually dictating the player's decision versus the players just playing and making the decisions for themselves on the field. They're the ones actually in the game playing it. So they should have the freedom to make decisions, whether it's right or wrong. And then as a coach, you can make those adjustments or you can have those discussions with the player when you sub them or during practice. But there's just a ton of coaches out there who, you know, I don't think their intent is to do that. They're just caught up in wanting to win the game. So they really start to joystick the players on the field. They start basically coaching every single touch, dribble, pass, look to cross now, do this, do that. And at some point it just becomes, the, the kids aren't really playing the game. They're just following your orders and they're like little robots. And again, that may get you the win, but down the road, you haven't really helped the players grow into being good decision makers for themselves. So that's something you just wanna make sure that you're kind of keeping in the back of your mind, like, ah, you know, I know we could probably win this game if I do this and this and coach every touch, but that's really not helping these guys. I gotta let them, you know, have their successes and failures on their own. And it's really just your job as a coach to guide them. Um, as we start getting even into the more older age groups, a lot of that competitiveness starts to ramp up a lot more. And um, you're going to be giving even more soccer specific instruction as the kids start playing competitive or even rec leagues. You'll start to see that you've played maybe the team before. So you're going to come in with some ideas on how to play against that team. Um, and that's fine and great and grand. So there's nothing wrong with adjusting some of your tactics to try to help your team have some success. But I would really challenge you guys as coaches, again, these kids are really developing, um, do not come from a place of like just only winning the game, but what is developmentally appropriate for um, the team and their age group. So what I mean by that is there's a lot of coaches who, you know, uh, can strategically put players in certain positions for them to have success, which is awesome. But maybe the league mentality and quite frankly, uh, player development mentality should be letting the kids play a variety of positions still at U8, U9, and U10. We don't want to get too soccer specific. So if in a game day, you're only playing certain players in a certain position all the time because you know that that's going to get you wins and you're never putting a player in a different position at all, then you know, you're not necessarily helping that player grow because down the road, that player could have different physical attributes technically could be different as well and then they haven't learned to play in different areas of the field and they haven't been asked to do different things and you've kind of cheated them in a game like opportunity to learn something new so you need to find that balance of like success you want to put players where they're going to have some success but you also want to expose them to different positions and different parts of the field and you know they may fail and it might hurt your team but again, they're young and it's not necessarily about winning and losing. It's about helping them develop as players. Um, and as they get into the older age groups, U13, U14, 
yeah, we're going to definitely start, you know, getting those kids in more position specific things. And again, you're still focusing a lot on your game day coaching of, you know, more soccer specific instruction uh, where I start to see some issues with coaches. And this even happens as as at U9 is, you know, coaches really start, um, again, focusing so much on the wins and losses that they're getting caught up in the game. And I know from my own experience, like, man, if my team didn't play to their potential or didn't win or things like that, I kind of took it too personally um, as a as a newer coach. And it was a real reflection like, oh, I must not be a very good coach if if we're losing this game, we're losing too many games. And um, then I took too much credit if we were winning games. And, you know, really, as you get older and you coach more, you, it's really about the players, focusing on the players. How are you treating the players? How are you getting your message across? So, like, sometimes I'll see in older games, like U12 and up competitive games in particular, like, coaches are so focused on the win that, you know, they're put a player in player makes a mistake immediately player subbed off and the feedback isn't coming from a coach all the feedback is coming to the players saying well coach you just put me in and now I'm off the field I know maybe I did something wrong there's no correction from the coach on the sideline other than making that player feel like oh I put you on you screwed up now you come off that's your punishment so is that really helping the player at all in any way, shape, or form? No, it's more of a passive-aggressive way of you as a coach saying to that player, you weren't good enough, so I'm pulling you off the field. Now, there's one thing. You got to let a kid, like, grow into the game a little bit, all right? Like, they, they're going to make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. Professionals make a mistake. But this is youth soccer. Like, we want the kids, when they make mistakes, to learn from them. And then that's your job as a coach is to help teach them. You're not teaching them anything by oh, you made a mistake, now you're off the field. All you're saying is coaching them again in a place of fear. Like a player is going to be fearful to make a mistake. And when they're fearful to make a mistake, they're actually not going to make plays. All right? They're 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 just going to always make something like that's not going to necessarily hurt the team, but it's not going to help the team. So you got to keep that in mind of the message that you send to players. When we're talking a lot just about in general, like sideline behavior, I would highly encourage you guys as coaches to – you know, just take a moment to like, what, what is my body language saying in this game? And it's going to say a lot when you're winning and it's going to say a lot when you're losing. So be conscious of your body language. Be aware of the words you're using with players. I've heard many times in my, my coaching career, that's not good enough for me. That's what a coach will yell out to players. That's not good enough for me or that's not good enough. And I find that message to a player to be, you know, very confusing and insulting because really when you say that's not good enough for me, then you've made the game about yourself and it's not really about the players. If you're just saying that's not good enough, well, more often than not, the player knows it's not good enough. Did you actually give any correction to the player on how to make it better? Or are you just calling them out because you emotionally are upset about a play? And really that's more often than not what it's coming from is the player knows when they've made a mistake and you're just upset and mad. So you're, you're blurting out something that's not actually helping the player. Okay. It'd be one thing if you, you know, there was a play where you almost got scored on and you have that conversation. Hey, Johnny, 
you gotta make sure that you're tracking back because we almost gave up a goal because our transition was too slow. That's like good feedback for the player and the player is being now made aware like, oh man, yeah, I got caught kind of ball watching or maybe I was sleeping, all right? Or a coach says, hey, you know, Billy, can you check your shoulder or Susie? Hey, when you receive that ball, you gotta get your head up just a little earlier next time so we can find that open player making a diagonal run. Those are specific feedbacks that you can give during the game, all right? And kind of on a final note, and this is a hard one because, you know, the game might be close, you're dealing with a horrible referee or, you know, the other team's being pretty physical or something of that nature. Um, As a coach, you have to be aware of how much during a game your sideline demeanor actually affects your parents. And uh, that's a hard one because you're, you're not focused on the parents at all. You're, you're focused in the game. But when you are feeling overly excitable or you're agitated or your emotions start to get away from you as a coach and you're, you're starting to yell at players and you're getting super intense, well, your sideline, your parents are seeing you as a coach um, mimicking these, having these emotions, then they start to kind of mimic your emotions. And the parents don't even realize necessarily that they're doing it, but they're hearing your voice as a coach. And now they're feeling like, oh, we got to like encourage what the coach is saying. We got to do, the coach is getting agitated. We need to get agitated. Um, and it's kind of, a, it's just a weird thing that happens in a lot of games. So you know, be be aware of that. Just be aware that how you are acting in a game is going to also kind of encourage your parents to act that same way. And it's, it's just, it is, it's just a weird thing. But the more calm you are as a coach, the more positive you are as a coach, more often than not, your sideline, your parents are going to be calm. They're going to be positive as well. All right. So, yeah, game day coaching, it's, it's a lot of fun, but it can go awry quickly if you you know, are, are getting caught up in the game and there's nothing wrong with getting excited and caught up in a game. And just know as a coach too, give yourself some grace. You're going to have moments where you probably leave that game going, oh my gosh, I can't believe I was yelling at a referee like that. I, 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 I can't do that. Or, you know, I didn't do a real good job of communicating with the kids that day. You know, I got caught up. There's nothing wrong. And some of the most powerful moments is after a game where maybe you got caught up is to go back into practice that day and just be honest with the players and say, hey, boys, girls, um, you know, coach, coach kind of got after it a little bit. Um, I apologize for, you know, this behavior. Uh, you know, I was excited too, but you know, I'm gonna do a better job. And that's gonna give you just a ton of credit with the kids because there's, it's it's hard for a coach to do that with kids but when a kid hears their coach taking some ownership of their own behavior um you'll be surprised they're going to give you a ton of grace and a ton of love and be like it's all good coach we got you and it shows that you know you you make mistakes too because the players you know they're always making mistakes um so as you guys go into your games whether you're coaching uh young kids four five six or you're coaching older kids who are in high school Um, or you're kind of coaching those tween age groups and those young kids at nine and 10, always, 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 it doesn't matter. Even in the pros, be positive, be engaging. Um, let the kids see your passion, but let them see your joy. Um, always focus on trying to give positive feedback throughout the game. Um, 
come in with what we call constructive criticism. Don't just come in with criticism. Again, more often than not, players know when they've screwed up or they've done something wrong. What they're looking for is how do I correct it, all right? And then finish with some more positive feedback. With those young kids, be fun, be excitable, have a great time. As their soccer knowledge as a player grows, so should your instruction as a coach start instructing more soccer-specific things, particularly starting at U8, U9, 10, and above. And as you get those players older, you know, it's more tactical, things of that nature. Um, do your best to keep your emotions in check, all right? Um, it's In the end, it's a game. It's just a game. And of course, there's nothing wrong with wanting to win the game. I would definitely say if you're just going into games not caring at all, then that's another issue. But, you know, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some. You're going to win some by a lot, you're going to lose some by a lot. That's just the nature of the beast. Um, but in the end, it's, it's a game and it should be fun for you as a coach and it should definitely be fun for those kiddos so thanks for your time i hope that you guys found this helpful kind of you know putting some sideline things in perspective uh have fun out there with the kiddos if there's ever a topic or anything that you would love to have me kind of talk about or address uh shoot me an email adamc at edgesoccer.net love to hear from you guys hope you find these uh, uh helpful and instructive and we'll talk to you soon bye